0: What's up? It's Marvin of the Miles Ahead Podcast. For today's episode, it will be based on the NBA and the NFL. I'll be giving my perspective on both topics. And I just want to encourage you guys to hit the like, comment, and subscribe. Show your support in the channel. I will be dropping a lot more content, and it's going to be a lot more things that will be spoken about. And, you know, just look forward to to everything. I will be dropping more frequently. And let's just get into some of the topics I'm going to be talking about. So for the NBA, the topics I will be speaking on are Bill Russell. I will be talking about should legendary players' sons try to be a professional in the same sport as their father Giannis' comments on LeBron James being the best player in the NBA. Taylor Rooks comments on a superstar. And also Kyrie Irvin and Damian Lillard. As for the NFL, I will be talking about Devontae Adams calling Aaron Rodgers the MJ of football. Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill taking shots at Patrick Mahomes. Does Lamar Jackson deserve a fully guaranteed contract? And I will elaborate on some of the topics that I brought up from last episode. So let's get into it. But first, like I said, I just want to tell you guys, like, comment, and subscribe. I will be dropping more fluently and more frequently. So So let's get into it. First I'm going to talk about Bill Russell. So Bill Russell, you know, he passed about a few weeks ago, close to a month I want to say. And you know, he was one of the pioneers of the NBA. You know, he was very innovative and you know, he just contributed to winning He is the best at winning when it comes to team sports. So Bill Russell, you know, he was all time great. Uh, He was one of the best athletes ever as well in general. Um, There's a lot of people who say that, you know, the athletes of today are so much better when that's not the case. When it comes to Bill Russell, Bill Russell you know, he was second in the world when it came to the high jump, and he was also seventh in the world when it came to track and field in general. So Bill Russell was a problem as an athlete, and then on top of that, during that time, you know, there wasn't the, the training um, that there is, you know, today. You know, there wasn't the great shoes. There wasn't also the the types of medicine and and treatment and things of that nature that that the types of athletes have today so back then him being second all time that is greatness and there's something that people could say about that in general and you know he was the rival of will chamberlain and And technically, it really wasn't even a rivalry in general because Bill Russell kept winning. And Will Chamberlain actually never beat Bill Russell in the playoffs at all. So Bill Russell was just an all-time great. He was able to shut down Will Chamberlain. And, you know, not only that, Bill Russell, you know, he was so great, he was able to... To win championships right away, he came over to a to a Boston franchise that was nothing and they ended up winning championships over and over and over again the only championship that they lost when he was on the floor was because of him being injured that was his reasoning, but you know they still ended up losing and but guess what still a great but still a great record of him being 11-1. He lost to Bob Pettit. And, you know, he was able to win two championships as a coach. And, you know, he's just one of the all-time greats. And, you know, I have him personally at number three. And not only that, you know, he went through a lot in Boston as well. And, you know, he was able to, to just keep things pushing in general. And, you know, he was able to, to go through the racism and things of that nature. And it was so bad to the point where, you know, where he did not want to even go back to Boston in general. And, you know, he was able to keep things pushing forward. And, you know, he was a, an activist and things of that nature. And, you know, he also helped with many charities And now, not only that, uh, you know, some of the things that he went through in Boston was a whole lot of racism. And not only that, uh, you know, some people, they defecated on his mattress where he sleeps at. And, you know, and he was able to to go through all those things, all that adversity and things that nature and still, you know, just be a huge personality and things of that nature in the nba and to me he should have been the logo of the nba not jerry west but we all know why why that did not end up happening in general during that time back then the black athlete they were taking over during that time as well so i can understand why why it ended up being the way that it did but But nowadays, uh, you know, Bill Russell, you know, he ended up being named the Bill Russell MVP award where he got to, you know, give that away to people and things of that nature. So, and I mean, and then on top of that, you know, he would also go through certain things where, you know, Boston, they would not acknowledge Bill Russell as the best player of the of the Celtics they tried to acknowledge Larry Bird and trying to make Larry Bird the the greatest player in Celtics history when that's not the case at all but Larry Bird he ended up doing the right thing and he said that no it's Bill Russell who's the best player ever and everybody had to respect that and you know Like I said, Bill Russell, he went through a lot and, you know, he's, he's one of the all time greats. And like I said, I have, I have him at number three all time. Like I said, he paved the way for an MJ. He paved the way for Will Chamberlain. He paved the way for Magic Johnson. He paved the way for a whole lot of black athletes in general. And, you know, he was the leader of the Celtics. And, you know, there there will never be another Bill Russell. And to me, if he were playing today, he would be very dominant. And I think that he would be, you know, a mixture of a KG with a mixture of Ben Wallace and also Dikembe Mutombo and you know, just mix those all up into three because his defensive metrics were over, were over and above everybody else's. And you know, he was just unstoppable and one of the all-time greats in the league. And that's all I want to talk about for Bill Russell. I'm just gonna move on to the next topic, which is so for the next topic is gonna to be so legendary players, sons try to be professionals in the same sports as their father. I personally think that that is a no. They shouldn't try to do that because of the type of pressure that they may go through. And, it's, and you know it will be very tough for them to live up to their father. And to me, if anything, the reason why they're doing that is to, is to make other people believe in some way they could be better than their father, And I'm not trying to say that they're like necessarily trying to insult their father, but I think, I think that they should try to either pursue a different sport or not play sports in general, maybe do something great in college or things of that nature and, you know, get like a, a science degree or, you know, engineering degree or something like that. And, you know, try to help society move forward. Otherwise, it's very tough for for a legendary player's son to replicate what their father did in general. We've seen all the failures when it comes to sons in general, when it comes to players like MJ Sons, they didn't amount to anything when it came to basketball. Joe Montana's sons, same thing. Muhammad Ali's grandson is taking up boxing. He's good at boxing, but he's not his grandfather. He's not his grandfather at all. LeBron James's son, you know, he's taking up basketball, but, you know, do I think personally that he's going to be, you know, an all star level? caliber player and going to the hall of fame no i do not but i can see him being a great role player for sure so to me i just think that i just think that personally that you know players are encouraging their sons to try to take up what their take up what their father did but Like I said, I just think it's going to be very tough for them to overcome that legendary status in general. You know, Deion Sanders, his son, is trying to play football. And, you know, I'm hearing that he does very well, but will he be his father? I mean, a lot of people are going to try to compare him, but, you know, I just don't think that, you know, I don't think that that's necessarily right, but that comes with the territory. You know what I'm saying? So if anything, I think, that, I think that he probably should have taken a different sport. Maybe not take up football. Maybe take up basketball, you know, or try to be CEO of your own company. But who am I to tell these sons to, you know, try to not emulate what their father is doing? I just don't think that it's personally going to, go, uh, going to be beneficial for them because of the pressure. I mean, Scottie Pippen, his son is playing in the league now. He's doing all right so far. You got Shaquille O'Neal's son. He's in the league as well. And look, this brings me to the comment that um, that Skip Bayless had made on Bronny James. I think that was wrong that Skip Bayless Do that. I honestly think that it's not even... It's not even fair for, for Skip Bates to do that in general in terms of him saying that, you know, his father would have dunked it left-handed and that play that Ronnie James did. Even though that I think that Ronnie James will be a role player when he gets into the NBA, not necessarily a superstar level player or anything like that I, think that, I think that that's wrong for somebody to talk about a teenager, you know, and what he's doing at the high school level. I think that that's personally just, you know, trying to take things too far when it comes to your hatred for LeBron James when it comes to Skip Bayless. And to me, I don't think that should be, you know, talked about you know, what What? What? somebody's doing in high school. And, you know, and look, like like I said, like, I don't think the legendary player's sons should pursue the same sport. But, you know, if a role player's son wants to pursue the same sport, hey, you'll get a Steph Curry. You know, Dale Curry was a role player. And then, uh, you know, you'll get uh Clay Thompson, you know. You'll get a King Reeford Jr., you know. So when it comes to being a role player's son, they end up doing way better than their father did. So, you know, to me, that's that's just my thoughts on it. And you know, it's kind of crazy for Skip Bayless to talk about, you know, Bronny James. And, and plus, when you were in high school, you you ended up averaging 1.4. 1.4 1. 4 points in the, I mean, you played junior varsity as a junior. So how could you even talk, Skip Bayless? And, you know, it's just not right for you know somebody to make a critique on Bronny James right now. But that comes with it, that comes with the territory. And you know, at this point, you know, Bronny James, he should be used to it at this point. And that's it. All my thoughts on, you know, do I think that superstar players' sons or athletes' sons should be you know, taking up the same sport? Like I said, in my opinion, no. But hey, like I said, who am I to stop these sons to even, to uh, to try to do exactly what their father did? You know, there's nothing wrong with that in general, but like I said, it's gonna be a lot of pressure. And the question is, can you live up to it? And most of the time throughout history, they can't, so I'm not betting against Brownie James or or anybody who is, you know, the son of whoever. But history speaks for itself. So, but hey, if you want to be the guy to to transcend history, go ahead and do it by all means. That would be great for the media. That would be great for everybody in general. And guess what? I would be happy for for that son of the father to end up being hall of fame status or superstar level status in terms of them having a great son that's just as good as their father so that would be awesome to see so let's move on so for the next topic I'm going to talk about Giannis. Giannis gave his comments on LeBron James being the best player in the NBA. So, in my opinion, I think think LeBron James is not the best player in the NBA. I don't think that he's top five in the NBA. I think that he's most likely at number 10 in the NBA, possibly nine in the NBA as of right now. He had a terrible last season. In fact, when he scored those 27 points in general right those stats were in garbage time so you know that would be when he's down 15 points or down you know 10 plus points in general so that's what the stats say and you know you can't go you can't go against stats with that situation in general so So, basically, Giannis or whatever, in my opinion, I think that he's either insulting LeBron James or or he's being fake humble. So, you know, I, I think that he's more so being fake humble because there's no way that LeBron James is the best player in the world. So, what... What Giannis said was, you know, the fact that LeBron James spends $1.5 million on his body and things of that nature, and also, you know, he's in great shape and things of that nature, that makes him the best player in the world, which, you know, we don't really know what all of these athletes spend on their bodies. We don't. You know, just because of this outlet that LeBron James spends $1.5 million or $1 million on his body, that does not mean that that players like Dirk Nowinski or Jason Kidd or, you know, David Robinson, Michael Jordan or things of that nature, that they weren't spending a high amount of money on their body in general. You know, just because it's out in the media about the number that LeBron James spent, it doesn't mean that nobody else isn't spending money on their body you know whether if it's 200,000 or 100,000 whatever works it works right so you know i don't care if it's $50 if it's working don't stop it from working so to me i don't think that lebron james is the best player in the nba i think that he is you know number 10 or 9 and to me, you know, when Giannis first started making those comments when it came to Kevin Durant, I thought that it made sense, you know, because Kevin Durant was the player that he made, that, uh, that he was going up against in the playoffs last year. And, you know, I felt like he was just doing that to encourage his team, you know, to be like, we got to stop him. You know, it's, it's not just a me thing. It's an everybody thing. And, you know, they ended up working and they ended up winning the championship. So, so the question is, is like, you know, why is he doing that about LeBron James and LeBron James, you know, he didn't make the playoffs last year. And, and to me, you know, he, he did not really do that well last year, you know, with turning the ball over and also being a leader in general and basically. You know, he he's getting a whole lot of, you know, you know, huge, huge amount of uh, you know, media praise and things of that nature because he gets that because he's getting close to Kareem abdul Jabbar's record, right? But he hasn't done anything as of recently in the playoffs. So, you know, for Giannis to make that type of claim in terms of LeBron James being the best player ever, you know, what I mean. You're not gonna face LeBron in the East. You're not gonna face him in the finals. Most definitely not. So, so to me, like I said, either either Giannis is being fake humble, or, or Giannis just doesn't know, you know, what he's talking about. So at this point, you know, I think that you can make the case of the you I think that you can make the case that Giannis is the best player in the NBA. If not, number two. He's either one or two. And it, basically, it will, be between, it will be between him and Steph. Who is the best player in the NBA? So that's it on my commentary pertaining to that. So the next topic I'm going to speak on is Taylor Rooks' comments on Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving. And her version of what a superstar is. So let's get into that. So at first, Taylor Rooks, she said that that there's very few superstars in the league. Right? Then she turns around and she says that Damian Lillard is a superstar. It, I mean is not a superstar. And then she turns around and she says Kyrie Irving is a superstar. Right? So in my opinion, right, neither one of those players is a superstar. Neither one. Right? What it takes for me, from from my perspective of a superstar to be a superstar, is you have to have playoff success at a very high level and consistently at a high level. You have to be, you know, top five, in MVP level categories, you have to be dominant in the playoffs. so or in the finals, yeah, or you gotta get your team to the finals. so or when or win the finals MVP. So to me, you know, there's only about five superstars in the league. five. And that's LeBron James, because he's won. He's done, he's done all those things. You know, he's won an MVP. He's won finals MVP. He's won. He's been dominant in, you know, the postseason, in the finals. He, he's done those things. Steph Curry, he's won back-to-back MVPs. He, he's done these things. So he's also a superstar as well. And then you have Kawhi Leonard, same thing. Dominant in the postseason and, you know, balling in the finals, winning, winning uh, defensive player of the year and things of that nature. And, you know, just doing very well, doing very well. And then you have Giannis, you know, winning MVPs and, you know, defensive player of the year and also, you know, winning a championship and things of that nature. And then you have KD. Those are your five superstars. Everybody else is kind of bored a lot. You know, you got Luca Doncic, you know, he's on the rise, but he's not superstar level because he hasn't won a championship, nor nor has he won an MVP. And then you have Jokic. He's on the cusp, but guess what? He doesn't really have the playoff success, you know, to measure up. I mean, yes, he did go to a conference finals. But he didn't get to a finals. Okay. You have James Harden, same thing. Everybody else, you know, they're kind of just a star. You know what I'm saying? Jason Tatum, if he would have, you know, balled out in the finals and he didn't play terrible, he would be a superstar. But because he played so bad, because he played so bad, he's not a superstar. He's a star player, okay? Borderline superstar. He's borderline superstar. He's on the cusp of being a superstar, but he's not a superstar. And then on top of that, you have, you know, Devin Booker. Same thing. You know, he's borderline, you know, but he's not a superstar. So everybody else is a star. And when it came to somebody like Kyrie Irving, bro, He's never done anything without LeBron James. It's just the facts. Just the facts. He's never done anything without LeBron James. Never. When it comes to playoff success. And, you know, he's had KD on his side. You know, he's had Jason Tatum on his side. You know, he's had great teammates around him. And, you know, he hasn't been able to get it done. Nor has he been, you know, necessarily that great in the regular season, also. I mean, last year he did, you know, shoot 50-40-90. Right? He did ball out last year. Right? But the thing is, is that, you know, the playoff success did not, you know, equal up to what he did in the regular season. So we get that all the time with, with Kyrie Irving. And then we have Damian Lillard, right? Damian Lillard, Like, if anything, he would probably be a lot more closer to being a superstar than somebody of Kyrie Irving's stature, you know, because he's led teams, he's led his own team somewhere, you know. He's led his own team somewhere, unlike Kyrie Irving. So when it comes to somebody like Damian Lillard, he's not a superstar either, you know. He's not in the constant flux of being an MVP. He's not. He's in the flux of being a bubble MVP. Yes. For sure. But when it comes to, you know, the 82 game grind, no. Right? No. And when it comes to, you know, going to the finals and balling out, no. Right? No. So, you know, and then you have Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, he's a star, not a superstar, not even a borderline superstar because the playoff success hasn't matched up to a style of play in the regular season. It just hasn't matched up, you know. He has good success in the regular season, but when it comes to the postseason, it's not there. So that's my opinion on it. I have actually already made, you know, an audio version of this way long ago when I spoke up, when I, when I spoke about this in my second episode, okay. In my second episode on Spotify, Apple and Anchor, you know, you could definitely hear this and, you know, I had said this maybe about, you know, three, four years ago, you know. I believe so. This was a very long time ago, so it's just you know regurgitating some of the things that I've said before. But yes, Dame and Kyrie are not superstars, and you know there's only five superstars in the NBA. So let's move on. So the next thing we're going to talk about is the NFL. So Devontae Adams, he called he called Aaron Rodgers the MJ of football. Okay. And then he said, like, Derek Carr is also Hall of Famer, just like Aaron Rodgers is. So first of all, he's bugging. We already know this. We have seen. Aaron Rodgers choke up in the postseason. Can't be, you can't be the MJ of football, and you don't do it in the postseason. So you know, I just think that he's just trying to save face for, for, for um, you know, for his reasoning for leaving, which we already know why you left because, you know, you're going to you go into a college friend, you know, somebody who who's your buddy, and things of that nature, and you guys both play football as a duo together, and you guys did well in college, so, you know, why not, you know, try to get the highest amount of money that you can, and go, and go be with your former quarterback, so, but for you to call Derek Carr a Hall of Famer, you're gassing, you know what I'm saying, and to me, you know, what has, you know, Devontae Adams done in the postseason? To me, it hasn't been much. And to me, I don't think that he's necessarily the best, you know, wide receiver in the league either. I would say that's for cup right now. So give him give him his credit. He just won the Super Bowl. He was the catalyst for why they ended up for why they ended up winning that Super Bowl. Along with Aaron Donald, I wouldn't mind if, if it ended up being Cole finals MVP. But, hey, Cooper Cup deserved it. So, you know, you can't really deny his impact. And if it wasn't for him, they definitely would not have won that game. So, so to me, I think that it's Cooper Cup who's better than Devontae Adams, but is... Aaron Rodgers, the Jordan, the football? No. Got to show up in the postseason in order for that to be the case. So for the next topic, I'm going to speak about Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill taking shots at Patrick Mahomes. So Tyreek Hill and, you know, Sammy Watkins, they both were taking shots at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, you know, right now, he doesn't really have the same weapons as he did in his, you know, past, you know, past, you know, seasons and things of that nature. You know, he has Juju Smith-Schuster, and, you know, Scantley and things of that nature. So, you know, we got to see what happens with this team offensively. But, you know, just in terms of Tyreek Hill, saying that you know Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes that's just ludicrous you know that's out of this world crazy and then you have you know Sammy Watkins you know going into detail about how much better that 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 Aaron Rodgers is better than you know Patrick Mahomes when it comes to detail and saying that you know Patrick Mahomes is just a good quarterback, bro. You won a Super Bowl with him, so how could you say something like that? And you know, I just think that I think that their situation will end up not really doing that well in the long run because we all know what it's like for deeper receiver receivers in general. They always end up failing. So, like you know, we're just gonna see what happens in the postseason when it comes to Sammy Watkins, because they're guaranteed to go to the postseason, but will the Dolphins go to the postseason? That remains to be seen. So, so yeah, we're going to see what happens when, you know, when Tua gets under pressure and he has to throw that pass to Tyreek Hill and it ends up, you know, being thrown 10 yards over. So we're going to see what happens with that. So that's just my commentary on that. The next con- the next topic I'm going to talk about is, does Lamar Jackson deserve a fully guaranteed contract? So honestly, I don't think so. I don't think that he's proven himself enough in the postseason to, to deserve that. And, you know, let's just face it. Deshaun Watson, he kind of was an anomaly. And yes, he was the start of something new, but I don't think that somebody of Lamar Jackson's caliber deserves a fully guaranteed contract. He's very talented, you know, the way that he plays football, you know, it can end up getting him hurt in the long run. And, you know, as an owner, hypothetically speaking, would I wanna take a risk on that? I personally don't think that that would be beneficial for the team. So if anything, they should try to, you know, do their best to try to get a big time, big name receiver. If they can get that done, then basically, you know, they'll be in a better place. I think that Lamar Jackson does deserve a big bulk of his guaranteed money, a huge vote. Okay. But does he deserve a fully guaranteed contract? No. Because his style of play it hasn't been conducive yet to be proven that he could win a championship as of right now. Because in the postseason teams they are able to key in and they're able to make plays on Lamar Jackson. Okay. They know what Lamar Jackson's gonna do next. They're able to game plan for it. Okay. So to me, I just don't think that he deserves it. But yes, he does deserve a big bulk. And the fact that he added on about 20 pounds of muscle, that may not help, you know, with his speed. So, and and also with his elusiveness. So, you know, we're going to see what happens. I hope, I hope that he does not get injured this year. I hope that he doesn't get hurt this year. I hope that he, you know, plays great. I hope that he throws outside numbers great. But as of right now, in my opinion, I don't think that he deserves a fully guaranteed contract. But if he could get it, get what you can, do what you can, and, you know, try to make it work. So let's move on to the final topic is, which is based on me elaborating on on the segment for the NFL of last episode. So I said last episode, you know, I was talking about the critics, you know, that were talking about you know, Patrick Mahomes and and Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and things of that nature. The crazy thing about the whole thing is it's just one critic. <laughs> one critic, one critic out of 31 teams and 31 GMs and things of that nature. Like, why are you being so sensitive? at the end of the day, it's really not that serious. Just keep playing, keep doing you, keep trying to do the, keep trying to be the best that you could be in the NFL. And don't worry about the one critic. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about that. And when it comes to Kyler Murray, right, maybe he did need that incentive. Maybe he did. You know, maybe there's a reason why they put that in the contract in general. You know, maybe he did deserve it. So to me, I just think that, you know, players, they should just stop being so sensitive. And guess what? If they want to continue to be sensitive and things of that nature and, you know, take it to heart and things of that nature, like I said before, just get your own league just get your own league if it hurts your feelings that much go get your own league nobody's not stopping you I mean you could uh you could stop you know with the sponsorships and things of that nature and you know you could stop with the with the uh Gatorade sponsors and you know being on NBC and things of that nature and and you could just Go on YouTube, run out of football field, things of that nature, and start over, you know, with all the black athletes and things of that nature. And get and, and get and get all black owners and get all black GMs and things of that nature, and all black executives. And then, you know, obviously there's still gonna be criticism. Um. Obviously, there's still going to be criticism because there's still going to be media. So, so basically, uh, you know, just stop being sensitive when it comes to you know those types of topics. So, so yeah, so that's my thoughts on on that situation. And like I said, like you know, you can get your own league. Nothing wrong with that. That can't happen. You see what happened with the big three when it comes to basketball? You get your own football league for sure. You know, you could just save your money. You could put money aside. You know, with, with certain with a with whole lot of players who want to do it and things of that nature, that you could just go ahead and try to get it done. Nobody's not stopping you. Maybe you put it live on Hulu or caffeine or something like that. And then after that, eventually you will make the money that you did in the NFL. Eventually. So that's it on my commentary for this episode. And actually, for the next episode, I will be a guest on a show with Mike in New Haven. So just look forward for so just look forward to that. And You know, I just want to tell you guys to hit the like, comment, and subscribe. And, you know, just keep up with the content. Show your support. And, you know, it's it's going to be a lot more things coming in. And it's going to be a lot more content that will be dropped. And things are just only just going to get better from here on out. And, you know, have a great rest of your weekend. And remember, let's not be inches, feet, meters, nor yards. Let's be miles ahead.